Paratooth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. If you like listening to beautiful voices like ours instead of reading words, then head on over to Audible where you can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash paratruth, where you can choose from over 180,000 titles for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when the mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight, while you are listening to the show, check out our website at paratruthradio.com, where you can learn more about us and what we do. Also, feel free to look into our Patreon account at paratruthradio.com and help us to continue bringing the world fresh, entertaining media each and every week. By contributing, you'll become an executive producer of an upcoming episode of Paratruth Radio and officially become part of the Paratruth family, which will include special monthly behind-the-scenes access to our production. And I do want to tell everybody, you can always find all the links in our notes for the episode. So you can find paratruthradio.com, you can find fringeradionetwork.com and radio and podcast.com. And I will include our Patreon, uh, low, uh, link as well. So that way you can, if you're just listening on Spreaker or on YouTube and you're not at the website, you can find all of those links. So tonight we've got an amazing episode for you. We're going to be talking about something that is linked to spirit communication. But first, the transition intro. Now Paratree presents White Noise, the spirit dog whistle. White noise is often used as a medical treatment for ringing in the ears or to help one fall asleep. However, we in the para community have found an alternate use for such sound. But the question is... How does it work, and why? Now, white noise has been used for quite some years, actually, in paranormal communication. Um, a, a lot of paranormal investigators use white noise to get good EVPs. Um, now, Eric, through doing some research um, with white noise, we've kind of experimented with this when we were paranormal investigators Mm -hmm. what um what did you come across as far as how spirits can communicate through this this process of white noise right well it's interesting because there's really no specific understanding as to why spirits can use that type of noise since we can't physically experiment on the spirits themselves and interact on both planes uh, so basically what we have going here is someone or something from one plane reaching over to our side. 
through the means of maybe using white noise or uh, EVP or something like that. Um, so the exact mechanics as to why a spirit's capable of doing that, we don't know. However, some speculate that because the spirit is on another plane, they're in an existence that tends to be on a frequency different from our own. Um, and that frequency can often possibly be found through white noise. Now, as you said, you and I have used and experimented, I should say, I guess, uh, with white noise in our investigations. And one example of white noise is, of course, the ghost box or the Radio Shack hack, as many others know it. Um, it's basically just a radio uh, that's hacked to cycle through radio channels, providing nothing but white noise. Um the idea is to hopefully never get any words to come up on there from other radio shows, but that's up in, you know, that's speculation as well. Some people think that spirits are capable of, uh, manipulating the radio, uh, to use current voices in our time and our reality to say what the spirit wants to say. However, others think that the spirit actually uses the white noise to talk straight to us using their own voice. Uh, that the idea here is, you know, the, I guess the question is, why does white noise work? And the thing is, white noise is a medium which exists on all levels of our hearing, from the highest to the lowest. If you were to take every single sound in existence, no matter what it is, you and me talking, cars driving, birds singing, et cetera, et cetera, and compile them together, you end up with white noise. It's just a blur is what it is. And... The thought is that these spirits are capable of manipulating some of these frequencies that we don't normally hear, kind of like a uh, a dog whistle. You know, dogs are very, um, I guess, in tune. Their hearing is extremely tuned to the dog whistle, and that's kind of what the white noise does. It's a dog whistle for us to communicate with with these spirits, um, and that's kind of the the basis, I think, of why these spirits are capable of communicating with us. They're finding some kind of medium, if you will, not talking about human mediums, but a medium in which we can both hear and understand each other and using that to, to communicate. And I'm trying to remember some EVPs that we particularly got. Uh, I think, you know, I am remembering one specifically when we went to the civil war, Cemetery in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Ohio. And it's a long time ago. If you remember this EVP, please tell me. But we had gotten an EVP. We were asking about the, the lady in gray. Was it the lady mm-hmm. in gray or the yeah. lady in white? No, it was gray. I remember gray. Okay. And we heard somebody say, she's not here. And, mm-hmm. but there was wind blowing. That's right. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, got all about it. <laughs> and, uh, so it, it could have been the, the wind causing a white noise, which gave the ghost, a, a spirit, the ability to speak through that medium as we were, we we're calling it. Um, now could it have been just the wind playing tricks on us? Yeah, it could have been, but I think we had manipulated that, um, EVPs and, and enough that we kept hearing the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. So, uh, white noise is one of those things that it's super hard to kind of 
understand how it's working because is it just our minds playing tricks on us or is it um, actual spirit communication? Now, right. um, the one thing with white noise as far as using like a television or a radio white noise, um, you know, the, some of the stuff you'd come across is the constant fluctuation of frequency mm-hmm. that that we can hear stuff. So what are some of your thoughts on, you know, how, how paranormal investigating uses this? Like, do you think this is an effective tool when we're doing paranormal investigations? Is it something that is not so much because it's kind of questionable? Yeah. You know, I, you know, I think many people are going to look at that particular question differently and, Based on their outlook on life, they're going to answer differently. I actually think that there's a bit of both sides uh, in play here because I think white noise cannot be used as evidence by any means um, to bring to like a client and say, hey, look, this is what we caught on this on this ghost box, you know, or, hey, this is what we caught uh, through this wind blowing through the trees or something like that, you know, those are things that you can't really use because the ghost box could have been simply somebody's voice on a radio channel popping up just randomly. Mm. It can happen. Uh, the wind and the trees could be carrying someone's voice from a distance, an actual human being, not a ghost, you know? So you never really know what the truth is there. You can't debunk those things. Once it appears, it disappears and that's it. No testing it. However, at the same time, to help us in our investigation, I think they can be useful because there have been times, and you and I know very, very well that this happens, uh, we start getting answers on the box that are related to our questions or we start getting answers uh, through the wind that kind of help tell a story and prove things that we knew ourselves but then show up randomly as well, you know, by whatever it is that's talking to us. Uh, so trying to further your own evidence or trying to get a more well-rounded understanding of the investigation that you're doing, uh, I think in that case, it could definitely be quite a useful tool. Uh, you know, we see on Ghost Adventures, for example, or, go, you know, any of the Ghost Hunter shows, uh, when they use the voice box or the uh, ghost box, they're asking questions or they're just leaving it go and they'll get an answer that's like, wait a second, we were just talking about this three hours ago or the medium just felt that or, you know, this happened mm. back in 1920 and now here it is showing up again. So you kind of use that and say, OK, well, maybe maybe there's something here. Now let's push for different questions or let's push this investigation deeper to see just what exactly it is we're up against. Um, so in that sense, yeah, I think it's very useful. Uh, but again. It's not evidence. You can't use it as evidence. It's got to be thrown out at the end of the day. So do you think that uh, there really is science behind this as far as what is being picked up? Or do you think that the white noise is just creating something that, I mean, you're, you're making a valid point. Like, it it is a good tool, but it's not good evidence. So... Mm-hmm. This, what do you think about the science behind it? Is, do you think that there's good science that you could somehow say that this is good evidence? Like, um, that 
if you're using a multi-frequency white noise machine compared to right. just a single you know, single uh right frame. so if we're talking now this this rarely ever happens but let's just say for example you do have just a white noise machine um and and not a ghost box right you know not, not a radio shack hack but just a white noise machine which means there's going to be no frequencies coming in other than that white noise no radio stations no television stations nothing just pure white noise now if a voice comes in on that well, then that's definitely evidence because there's no manipulation of that white noise. There's no way to debunk uh, and say like, hey, that must have been from this source in reality because in reality, that source doesn't exist on that channel. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in that case, if we're using a white noise generator, then that is definitely something I think could be used for evidence. You know, we, we heard people there, – there's actually a, a few movies that have used a television White noise, you know, mm. TV goes static and then suddenly something starts talking through the static. Now, there's been people in existence uh, and through history who claim to have heard voices coming from their TVs. Um, but, you know, again, it's like we don't really have evidence of that stuff. And so we can't really prove or disprove because it's a television. <laughs> that television could be bringing, you know, coming in and out. Yeah. Of, uh, you know, so you never really know what's going on there. But. It, that, that's actually funny you bring up the, the whole, uh, movie thing and we could probably actually get that and get into that in the second half of the show. But, uh, there's numerous that I can think of, um, two specific that use the TV white noise idea in, in a movie, in a horror yeah. movie even. So. Right. All right, folks. Uh, before we get too much further into it, um, I'm, we're going to go to our first break here. You've been listening to Paratruth Radio. We will be right back. And now, Paratruth Radio's Paranormal Headlines. How's it going, Paratruthers? Justin here with your Paranormal Headlines. And these headlines are from abcnews.go.com slash weird. Oh, snake, can you see? Search on for missing Alaska python. A misplaced pet is causing concern in a community north of Anchorage, Alaska. Animal control officials in Matanuska, Sasitna, Borough, say a 17-foot python that weighs 100 pounds escaped in neighborhood in Meadow Lakes. Animal care officer, animal care officer Darla Erskine says the owner has gone door to door notifying neighbors and continues to search for the bright yellow and white reptile. Animal Care Director Kirsten Vessel recommends that small pets be brought inside while the snake is on the loose. She says area temperatures that drop into the low 30s may weaken the snake or compel it to seek a warm place. There are no wild snakes in most of Alaska. Pythons are not venomous. They kill prey by constriction. And this has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. Hey, this is Eric. 
and you're about to listen to the audio trailer of my short film, The Revealed, which is now streaming worldwide. Check it out at ericscareback.com, paratruthradio.com, and YouTube. The links are provided in the description of this episode. Start from the beginning. When did it all begin? Hello? Are you your kids? At Old Grove Church. This has led many scholars to question whether the God that we serve is truly omnipotent, omniscient, spiritual, or simply a New Age extraterrestrial. While others are led to question, are we truly alone in the universe? So, these dreams... They're different this time around. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, I think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. <laughs> I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> Alright, folks. Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And we've been speaking about white noise. And something Eric brought up just before the break is that there have been movies that have used the television white noise phenomenon in their movies, uh, specifically horror movies. And two that I can think of that come off right off the top of my head. First one was Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> Anyone who's born, like... <laughs> From the 40s on, she didn't know what the poltergeist <laughs> is, really. Well, up until about maybe 2000 or so, those poor smucks probably don't know what the heck a what poltergeist the movie, is. The movie, The Poltergeist. Yeah. <laughs> um, And that is an interesting topic in and of itself because in, in making that movie, there were a lot of... Uh, paranormal phenomenon going on that weren't a part of the movie. Some people mm-hmm. claim because they decided to use real human remains, uh, th- just the topic in general, bringing that type of energy to themselves because they're making a movie about something that is very, I wouldn't say evil, but almost malevolent, very trickster-like creature or or entity. So that one sticks out in my mind the most because there is a paranormal thing, paranormal things that happened on set for them. Now, mm-hmm. the other one that I was thinking of, I don't know if you've seen it, was the movie White Noise. Have you ever seen White Noise with... Uh... Yes, I've seen it. <laughs> 
So this one's a little bit different. Uh, Michael Keaton's character is Jonathan Rivers. And his wife, Anna, played by Chandra West, dies. And he's grief-stricken. And he falls asleep one night watching TV. And it eventually goes to static and and the white noise. And he starts hearing his wife's voice through the white noise. And eventually he starts doing investigation and uh, research into it. And eventually he finds this sinister supernatural creature that's using the white noise to capture souls or I, I can't remember the exact final plot of it. Um, but it's another one where it's a malevolent creature or entity using this, this phenomenon to communicate. Right. So, Right off the bat, it almost makes you wonder, and this is coming from going to, to your side of, of the paranormal, is what is really coming through these, oh, yeah. these sessions. Yeah, I mean, I think that's always going to be the case. We're always going to be wondering, well, most of us, no, I can't even say most of us. I think <laughs> some of us are going to be wondering what's really coming through that other side. You know, I, I've seen it over and over again. Uh, and I, I hate to bring up ghost adventures again, but I tend to watch them every Saturday night. And so I start debunking, I've started debunking a lot of what they, what they do and what they believe and so on and so forth. And, you know, there, Whoa, wait a this, minute. You started debunking. The ghost adventure guys. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Shame on me. Well, no, I'm, I'm actually proud of you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just some things just don't make sense, you know, when they're talking. Now, it, here's something that I find interesting about Zach Bagans and Aaron Goodwin and, you know, everybody else. You know, they believe in demons 100%. They believe in demons and they believe 100% that Jesus is the only way to really get rid of them, you know? And so they go to pastors, you know, and, and preachers to do exorcisms and do this and do that. And yet they continue to not really submit to the Lord, knowing that, hey, look, Jesus drives out these demons. Just his name does it. But, eh, you know, we're going to go on doing what we do. And that's because I think that's more of a worldly side of things. You know, people think that you can get to heaven by doing good deeds. And that's it. You know, being a good person. That's not the case. But, um. I think what's interesting is how often they will get a voice over over an EVP or through the voice box or whatever, uh, and they'll be cons- they'll they'll say, "Oh, look, is this person who did this? You know, or is is just this young woman?" Blah blah blah. But it doesn't really sound like a young woman. It sounds a little more sinister, you know. Uh, and they get like multiple voices showing up at times. It's like, why are there multiple voices if only one person died and this building or in this house mm. you know you shouldn't be getting two three different voices and yet they are uh and it starts to make me think like obviously there's something much deeper here there's something else going on because human spirits wouldn't just origin like all oh, come and gather into one spot as far as we know right. you know, people think that spirits are incapable of interacting with each other really unless of course it's uh, uh a residual haunting Oh, I, so I see what you're saying as far as interacting in a residual haunting. It, it's just not necessarily spirits interacting, but 
the it's replaying. So if there's two people in the room that are it's replaying, they're in a right. sense interacting. Right. Right. Uh, but it, it, it's, I think it's funny because it's like kids, for example, they visited a number of orphanages and they always say, you know, it's creepy because you can never know if it's really a kid or a demon because demons love impersonating children. But then I think, hmm, you might be onto something, guys, because if they love in, you know, pretending to be children, why wouldn't they pretend to be somebody else like Mr. Schubacher or whoever you're trying to communicate with? Why is it only children? You know, and I think there's just some lines that are like, hey, <laughs> you got to you got to figure out about what line you're crossing here and what you're really thinking, because it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Be careful when talking to kids because you could be talking to a demon. But it's okay to talk to the adults because they can't possibly be demons. They'll let you know if they are. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, I, from that uh, frame of mind, I mean, like, I, I get what you're saying, especially with guys like the, the Ghost Adventure guys. They're using Jesus' name to do it. But do they really believe in in God and Jesus Christ and Christianity and that sort of thing, or are they right. just they they've read the Bible and they see oh hey it says here that just by using the the name of Jesus Christ I can banish anything because they're afraid of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and it's I know there's people out there who might give give me flack for it because it's like, well, hey, you know, they're they're saying it in the name of Jesus, so they're you know they're for God, they're for Jesus, you know. If if you believe some you know some of our some people that listen, you know, if you believe in Jesus or believe in that there's a God, um, you know, say, oh, well, they believe in Jesus, therefore they must be okay with God, they must be saved. But in the scripture, it clearly says that not all who come to me and say, Lord, Lord, that we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out many demons. And then it goes on to say, Jesus speaking, of course, away from me, you evil doers. I never knew you. So it's very clear that there's people who are using the name of God to cast out demons and do good works. But that's not enough. That's not what gets you into heaven. So, you know, it's just interesting because I do see that replay over and over in the Bible. And people are just so blind to it nowadays. And I know this is kind of like a rabbit trail that we just took here because I don't know where the heck happened to white noise. But it's... <laughs> Somewhere in the well, because because I think uh, Ghost Adventures has used that before, so that's c- kind of where you were going to with it. So yeah. I I think that's they why have, we have a trail down here. Yeah, you know, and, and they have used it, and it's just you got a question: what is it really? You know, they they everyone gets excited when they hear a voice, but they don't take the time to ask what's creating that voice. And I think that's probably just as an important question as any other ones you may ask. You know, whether you're asking the spirit or asking yourself. Right. Um, well, I think that's, I mean, I think that the way that we've started doing uh, investigations as far as kind of doing it on our own, not having a group or whatever, is if we suspect a spirit is there or, in your case, if you think a demon is there conning, causing a haunting, instead of talking to said spirit, you just kind of let the the player record. You don't ask any questions. You don't do anything. Um, I, I've started doing that for two reasons. 
one, if it is, if it is a demon, I don't want to acknowledge it as there. Two, if it's a human spirit, I don't want it following me home. Actually, regardless if it's a human spirit or a demonic spirit, I don't want it following me home. So I'm not trying to interact with it. I'm just trying to see if there's any interaction to stuff that we're saying or I'm saying. So, and you know, I mean, we, we really haven't, well, I should say I really haven't messed with any equipment recently because I've been out of the, the paranormal hunting game for a while. Um, I, I've used a recorder. That's about it. Um, and I know that you, when you were in school actually went and recorded a area that was kind of creepy and almost, I think people were talking about it being haunted. Your buddy was talking about it being haunted. Mm -hmm. Um, were you guys on set during that time when you did that recording? Oh yeah. 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 Uh, that was, uh, yeah, we were on set. Um, and I forget, I think we're on break or something like that, but yeah, we were on set filming a movie and I decided to go off into Neverland, (laughs) a place we shouldn't have been really. Uh, but it, it was in a, uh, Oh, it was basically it was a hospital. It was is both a school, um, like a medical school mostly. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's this portion where people claimed it was haunted, so I had to go find out for myself, and I went, you know. And you had and, a buddy with thing. you, right? But what's that? You had one of your buddies with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we were trying to fit, we were trying to see, and of course, you know, it ended up becoming a big game more than anything because everyone's trying to scare each other. You know, but <laughs> yeah, so that happened. So, um, well, my point with that is, is, again, you didn't have any special equipment, but you had oh, no. caught some type of voice, um, on that recording. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it, it would be kind of interesting to kind of experiment with white noise again, because I almost wonder if, if using that compared to a, Ghost box, a Radio Shack hack would have been better during our times as a paranormal investigation yeah. team because it would have given us a little more substantial evidence, what we could right. call evidence, not nece- not just a random voice talking <laughs> on right. on the radio. So, well, um, and you know, I think just to kind of wrap things up a little bit here. Um, I think the, you know, obviously the big question, and we kind of answered this at the beginning already, but why white noise? You know, why not pink noise? Why not brown noise or gray noise? You know, because things there like are that. all of those, those, you know, uh, and the simple reason is this, uh, and I'm only going to mention two offhand, but pink noise, uh, and brown noise, they both focus on the uh, lower frequency okay. of sound. Uh, brown noise being the lowest and then pink. Um, and so the idea here is if you were to use only pink or brown, you're basically only skimming one section of mm. possibilities for a spirit to come through. But if you're in brown noise and a spirit speaks at a high pitch, you know, somewhere through a high pitch frequency, you're never going to hear it because you just can't tune into that. So that's when white noise comes in because now you're getting the full frequency from bottom to top, low to high. And it scans everything. I was going to say white noise keeps going up and down, up and down compared right. to the it's others. Cons- yeah. It's consistent all the way through. Uh, and, it, you know, it's really cool. If you guys want to, uh, there, there is a company or something. It's called White Noise & Co. 
you can go to mynoise.net. We'll actually put that in the description underneath the episode here on YouTube. Um, check it out. It's really cool because they have a white noise meter and the dials are colored and you could choose to heighten, you know, make the pitch higher or lower in the frequencies and play with it and see just exactly what white noise is made up of uh, or the types of sound. So it's really cool. I was playing with it uh, at the beginning of the show here. And it's interesting for those of you who might be interested in this whole white noise topic. My question is, is kind of like some of the other topics we've discussed, who comes up with these colors and names for things? Brown noise at the bottom. I'm like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Pink noise. I'm... I mean, not to be gross, but like, where, where does it come from? Because like, color is not associated with, with sound, sound, visual and, and sound. So I, it's just weird. And I don't know. Maybe we could get somebody on to explain that. If there's anybody out there that knows about white noise or the noise spectrum and would like to come on Paratruth Radio, email us at paratruthradio at gmail.com. Um, because honestly, I, I would love for somebody to, to talk to us about it. Even somebody who hasn't even written a book just has extensive res- research studies done with this. So, um, I, I wanted to throw that out there. All right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and just take our second break here. So stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show. Now, Eric's random fact of the day. Sound is considered one of the fastest moving sources known to mankind. In fact, sound usually travels around 768 miles per hour, or in other words, about one mile in five seconds. However, did you know that there's a source here on our planet that moves even faster than sound? That source is light. In fact, when comparing light to sound, it's like measuring a peanut to an elephant. Did you know that light can actually travel at speeds of 186,000 miles per second? In case you didn't know, that's actually about 671 million miles per hour. This was Eric's random fact of the day. What up, paratruthers? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we have been talking about white noise, the frequencies of which are consistent within white noise, and of course, a couple of rabbit trails just about investigations and how we go about using white noise in our own. Um, you know, white noise is a very interesting topic. You know, I think white noise is becoming more and more popular amongst paranormal investigators, uh, whether it's the ghost box or whether it's some kind of white noise device that's, you know, just creating random white noise out of nothing. Um, you know, white noise is becoming popular. However, there's just no real significant evidence to prove that white noise is useful in collecting evidence of the paranormal. Um, and we have to question, like, how long, you know, is this just a fad? Is white noise in the paranormal investigation just a fad? You know, is it going to stick around? Is there going to be any type of evidence that really, like, stands out in white noise that says, hey, we should use white noise all the time? Or 
you know, I mean, like, what's going to happen? I don't know. We don't know. Uh, but one thing is for sure, white noise is definitely an interesting thing to try at your next paranormal investigation if that's your cup of tea. Um, give it a shot. See what happens. Be careful. You know, we've talked about this in the past. <laughs> you never know what's coming through on the other side. So be cautious um, and be safe if you are going to go and do investigations. We can't tell you no. Well, we can, but they're not going to listen to us anyway. This this is true. We can. You know what? No. Don't <laughs> go. Great. Now you're the the parent that all the kids are going to uh, lash out at and just do whatever they want. Kids, do what your father tells you. <laughs> I don't know I why. Listen you, to your mother. I don't know why you're the guy and I'm the girl, but. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. So <laughs> next week, <laughs> next week uh, we're going to be talking about the Hellhound of Mons. Um, actually, I think we'll get into a menagerie of paranormal activity during World War One and World War Two. But uh, we had kind of started thinking about the Hellhound of Mons because it's actually a topic that's not really talked about a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what's going on next week. Uh, I do encourage you guys to check out radioandpodcast.com and fringeradionetwork.com where we are a part of, as well as going to paratruthradio.com and checking out the website, checking out the Patreon account. Uh, I believe Eric is going to be having a, we're, or we're going to be having a link for Eric's website as well because his Movie The Revealed has finally been released to the public. So I want you guys to check that out as well. So until next week, folks, where you'll find us, same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Paratruth Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can find them at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and the Fringe Radio Network. Or for a one-time fix of all of your Paratruth needs, simply drop in to ParatruthRadio.com. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram for brand new updates on our show every day. Finally, we love bringing you fresh, entertaining media each and every week, but we can't do it without you. So please check out our Patreon account. Simply go to ParatruthRadio.com, click on the Patreon logo, and help us to continue bringing you the latest and greatest in paranormal research. Hey there. I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. 
We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.